Um, hey, before we get to more of that, this was interesting throughout the week uh, and, and a little more serious than what we've been talking about, but almost a third of GPs are planning to retire in the next five years. Great news, is it, when you're trying to get in for an appointment? Uh, it's led to a call from their professional body to boost doctor numbers. The, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners uh, released this info in its annual Health of the Nation report this week and a big focus on the workforce. Uh, Ramaya Rahman is uh, the chair of the RACGPWA. G'day to you, Doctor. Oh, hi there. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, should we be concerned at that lead takeaway there, that it seems there's a, a lot of GPs who are about to hit retirement age and will be leaving the profession? It's a, it's a very topical subject and uh, certainly we've been discussing this over the last few years and probably compounded by, by the pandemic as well. But one of the key things we do have to remember is uh, the, the reality is on the horizon we do see some you know workforce shortages that are that are there, and the trends as you have um, just described um, are, are the reality. And they and, you know the suggestion is by 2032, there will be a projected shortfall of um, approximately you know 9,000 odd full-time GPs. So this is um, this is concerning, and it's concerning for our patients because. Um, Generally, the work that we do within the community and within general practice is what helps to keep patients out of the hospital. So the key thing is we need to now focus on what those solutions are and uh, really be working together with the government, which the college is doing um, very closely in encouraging opportunities to make sure that we can improve this workforce, particularly in rural and remote areas of Australia and, and in particular I have an interest in WA because I live and work here on this land and uh, you know given the size of our state and the distances that our patients are needing to travel this is an imminent concern that both our state as well as our federal governments need to be focusing on and continue to focus on. So what are the, the potential solutions that are on the table and that are being discussed by people like you and in government offices to, to try and get that balance right? Yeah. So um, when we look at um, workforce, we have to actually look at the entire pipeline. So what we mean by that is in relation to, um, you know, all the way through from medical school through to the years that a doctor would spend in the hospital and then at which point in time they decide whether or not they would like to specialise in a particular area of medicine, including general practice. So when we talk about medical schools, you know, the working together with medical schools as well as with the governments to ensure that general practice is high on the priority list for encouraging excellent placements for students, um, ensuring that they're getting adequate amount of exposure to general practice and what it actually means to be a GP. You know, what, what are those interactions? What does it mean to the community? And uh, what is the impact that the GP or this medical student could have in the future to patients um, in, in changing their lives or making an impact on their health outcomes. Then there is, um, you know, there, there is a time frame when they go through the hospital system um, where they're actually not exposed to general practice at all. And this is something that we're working very closely with the governments to go just as much as a junior doctor gets a rotation, you know, in emergency medicine, nephrology, urology, plastics, neurosurgery, 
they need to have exposure and experience working in a general practice under supervision with a qualified specialist GP so that they get a taste for what general practice is. And these sorts of programs used to run back in about 20, um, 2015 right. is when sort of that, that program wrapped up. We're trying to bring that back, which is called the Prevocational General Practice Training Program, back into the system. I was one of those candidates myself um, when it was live. And it, and it really turns the picture because, you know, it's one thing you think you know what it is about a job. And it's another thing to actually, you know, understand and do the job because the perceptions um, completely are life changing. So, doctor, as a as a GP, and and you touched on uh, the COVID period, which you know I can imagine put so much stress on on GPs uh, around the country. But what's your day to day like now, and how much has that changed, maybe in the the five years previous? I guess um, uh, certainly, as I mentioned, look, the pandemic time uh, was a time of change and it was a very time of change which was very quick that we needed to be nimble and adapt to things um, in ensuring that we're able to, you know, still see patients and ensure that our staff are safe and have, have the continuity of care that we would want to encourage within general practice. But it, what it has also meant is that um, during that period of time, many patients did not seek um, their medical um, health, uh, you know, sort of help that they that they needed. For example, coming in for their regular diabetes check, or coming in for their regular asthma checkup, or their um, blood pressure checkup. So all those preventative things, plus the management of chronic disease, was something that was put on the back shelf. And uh, you know, we're, we're seeing more of those patients now, which is good because we're encouraging patients to come back and see their GPs. But certainly. That is, um, you know, impacting on the chronic disease management and the health outcomes for patients. Uh, so, on that supply and demand side, do, do you feel that pressure as a as a GP to to try and squeeze more people in because you know it's difficult for for people to get in and and see their GP at the moment, and it's probably only getting tougher in the years ahead. Yeah, look, um, the one of the thing um, as a practicing GP, I I can speak to this saying that you know the the answer is yes, but also we are spending longer time. Um, with our patients and it's actually important to spend that time with the patient because um, when a patient comes in with a certain concern it may not only be that single point Um, you know there could be other concurrent concerns like mental health concerns that they may be a little bit inhibited to speak about and only time can give that opportunity to explore that so that we can improve the outcomes for these patients the second thing is as a GP we don't only just see the patient, we see their families, we're part of that community um, in that space as well. So I think, you know, having, um, you know, the one patient alongside another one, so for the mum with their children and dad or potentially the grandparents and the grandkids, they tend to come in together. So it's a sort of a compounding um, uh, compounding thing that we need to uh, account for. It's one of the things we've spoken to government about, you know, general practice consultations, um, you know, need to be longer and we need to be better uh, valued and remunerated for that. And that is one of the things that's been seen in the May budget with regards to the longer consultations being remunerated in the um, the Medicare budget. For sure. Yeah, we will. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Still got some time to go. Um, Doctor, really good to speak to you today. Thanks so much for your time.
Thanks for having me. Yeah, that Have is, a great day. Yeah, you too. That is uh, Ramaya Rahman there, uh, as I said, practising GP here in Perth. Uh, also the uh, Royal Australian College of General Practitioners WA Chair as well. Just talking about their annual health of the nation report this week. And that was the thing that stuck out to me, the the number of GPs that plan to retire in the next five years. I wonder if you've been finding it difficult to get into your your GP. Do you have a regular that you like to go to as well? Or is it just too hard to get in and you have to go wherever you can? Let me know today, one double three eight eighty two.